This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop says this grain trade already has a holiday feel to it with this market going nowhere in a hurry. Little support coming in from South American weather for Argentina. It's hot, it's dry. There's you know a little bit of rain in the forecast, but it's 10 days out. So there's not a high confidence uh, of anybody um, that... You know, we're going to get good moisture there. So there's, you know, there's talk of uh, yield losses potentially. We, we've seen some in, in Argentina wheat where we've seen significant yield losses because of drought, slow planting for corn and beans because of the drought-like conditions. So um, it's a supportive feature for the market. You know, and, and we kind of have this window of demand where we're seeing some buying interest as well. But, boy, it's, uh, it's just lethargic as far as volume. Agrisopla North America market analyst Sterling Smith says the grain market really is pretty quiet. Markets are drifting one way or the other. We are getting very close to falling into holiday mode, which um, you know usually starts next week. But given the way the holidays are falling this year, there's plenty of people who are probably shutting down their activities or turning them way back um, coming into the day. So not a lot of news here to drive things, and that is keeping the corn market quiet you know we're up and down we're down a couple we're up a couple pretty much the same story in beans today and bolt marketing market analyst Dwayne bossy says that uh, uh holiday type market has makes this market very quiet and choppy i don't think anyone really wants to build new positions already it feels like it's going to be christmas this weekend and we're squaring up for the holiday but sadly i think people are squaring up for the holiday already <laughs> and uh, i don't know how many people are going to be trading next week it makes me a little nervous for the trade you know, holiday trade 20 years ago in this business was the day before it started to get quiet. And then it, it's kind of been increasing like one day before that for the last several years to where, yeah, these funds, they just don't want new positions even on bullish news this morning. The weekly report from the Energy Information Administration showed ethanol production this week uh, for the week ending December 9th down 16,000 barrels per day at 1.06 million barrels a day. Ethanol stocks were up 1.2 million barrels to 24.4 million barrels. Weekly export sales report for the week ending December 8th showed corn export sales at 959,000 metric tons, 39% more than the previous week, 11% less than the four-week average, but above trade guesses. Soybean export sales also above trade guesses at 2.94 million metric tons. That's 71% more than the previous week, 92% more than the four-week average. Wheat export sales at 469,000 metric tons, 147% more than last week, 63% more than the four-week average. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson is looking for the cash cattle market to lead the futures. Pretty solid cash trade. The beef prices, uh, I think, are uh, you know something to you know keep an eye on here as we get into the holiday trade. Um, but they've really got to lead the way. I think that live cattle market had worked in a lot, especially with cattle on feed reports. You know, showing historically low placement figures. The market was kind of looking for that, and I think now it's up to those back months to keep the trade buoyed. Uh, and it's the same you know problem as everything else. You know, we're trying to figure out. Uh, you know, it's a race between that herd liquidation and demand destruction and trying to figure out what demand looks like here six to eight months out uh, with inflation the way it is. 
Martinson Agris Management President Randy Martin said the, said the livestock market has found uh, some firmer footing. With the grains a little bit lower, we are seeing a little bit of push in the, in the meat side of things. And, of course, this winter storm has virtually stopped all movement of livestock, uh, well, for this week. And that certainly is going to put the Packers in a little bit of a short-bought situation. They're going to have to come to town. So we end, we're going to see poor performance in feedlots, and that, I think, is all coming in to help support the market. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Farmers and ranchers have a lot of choices to make. When it comes to your crop insurance needs, the team at Egg Country Farm Credit Services can simplify it all for you. Egg Country's Optimum tool will compare thousands of options based on information from your farm, which will then be used to find the right policy for your operation. Ask about the Optimum tool by contacting your local Egg Country office. Egg Country, focused on egg, focused on you. Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture, the Red River Farm Network. Unless our corn exports pick up uh, appreciably, and I don't see that happening. The farmer is, at the moment, uh, just not engaging on the cash sales side. We traded as low as seventy-seven fifty-nine. This is the first time we've been lo- below $80 a barrel in uh, about seven weeks. Numbers are available anywhere, but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down, agriculture's first choice is the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. Your weekend news recap here on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman. The USDA is preparing a special risk assessment report to help growers respond to avian influenza. Dr. Rosemary Sifford, who is with the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, is working on the project. We're in the midst of doing an analysis of all the data we've collected on the affected facilities to make some statements about the level of risk and what are factors that create a higher level of risk. Sifford says turkeys seem to be more susceptible to highly pathogenic avian influenza than other birds. Ukraine's Odessa port is not operating due to Russia's bombing of the region's electrical energy system. There's no timeline for the resumptions of shipments out of Odessa. Grain shipments are now being diverted to two other export ports. Cattle markets have seen brighter days recently, and Coima Coima and Verilex Brad Coima gives an optimistic outlook for the cattle market with potential new record prices in the future getting my opinion and it's only an opinion i uh, got to do the disclaimer but you know i think that we've cut into the supply enough by killing these cows for two and a half years now that at some point you're going to have enough supply side bullish information or, or news that you're going to go to a place we haven't been before in other words new highs the ultimate all-time high so far was made in 2014 where we were around 174 so i don't know when you know whether that's this spring or whether that's next fall I think that the supply side of the market's kind of cut in stone that we're going to go to a place we hopefully haven't been before. Coima says drought has brought a decrease in cattle numbers, and if weather permits, those numbers will start to come back. There's a bright outlook, at least from a supply side standpoint. Uh, female slaughter, both beef cow and heifer slaughter, that's largely wasn't because of the, the back-to-back drought years that we've had, right? And high price feeds. Key to the deal is, of course, we need to have some improved weather conditions where these cow-calf men can get enough grass to hold those heifers back and, and start to rebuild their cow herd. South Dakota Governor Christy Noem is proposing legislation to restrict foreign purchases of farmland in the state. This plan creates a new state committee to investigate proposed purchases of agriculture land by foreign interests and recommend either approval or denial to the governor. Noam said South Dakota will lead the charge on this vital national security issue.
National Corn Growers Association President Tom Hag and presidents of 23 state corn growers groups are calling on the Biden administration to address Mexico's decision to block imports of biotech corn. The corn grower leaders want the issue on the table during trade talks in early January. If the import ban is not withdrawn soon, the groups want the White House to initiate a case under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. As expected, the Federal Reserve increased the benchmark interest rates by another 50 basis points. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell also indicated rates will likely increase through next spring, but at a lower level. During a Q&A session, Powell was asked about China easing its COVID restrictions and reopening its economy. China faces a very challenging situation in, in reopening. We, you know, we've seen uh, waves of COVID all around the world can interfere with economic activity. China, a very critical manufacturing uh, place for manufacturing and exporting. The Dow, NASDAQ, and S&P all declined when the interest rate decision was announced. The European Union has tentatively agreed to loosen restrictions on Russian fertilizer exports. Numerous Russian ships filled with fertilizer are stuck in European ports due to sanctions connected to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The EU ministers seeking a change in policy cite food security concerns, especially in Africa. That's your weekly news recap on the Red River Farm Network. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman. Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn farmers are helping develop new markets for their crop while creating bio-based products that reduce our collective environmental impact. From corn-based plastics to biofuel advancements, Minnesota corn farmers are boosting on-farm profitability while ensuring long-term sustainability for all Minnesotans. Growing opportunities for corn farmers. That's Minnesota Corn. Learn more at mncorn.org. Taking a look at the Job Opportunities tab on the Red River Farm Network website, Pioneer is seeking a field agronomist for East Central Minnesota. The Red River Grain Company looking for a new general manager. Dakota Ingredients, North Dakota State Seed Department, and others all have jobs posted. Find out all the details on the Job Opportunities in Agriculture tab on the Red River Farm Network website. That's rrfn.com, rrfn.com. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Cooler temperatures are in the forecast. Home on the Prairie weather owner Mark Ewins says after the heap of snow across the Midwest, cold weather will follow in its wake. There is a fairly significant dump of polar air that formed over Siberia last week. It looks like as a part of a change in the pattern. Very cold, more typical air for mid to late December will be spilling across the northern plains with daytime highs in some areas below zero by the middle of next week. Ewan says while all this moisture might look promising against drought conditions, there could still be drought issues this spring. Well, the problem with snow is that it's typically very good for putting moisture into the topsoil during the actual melt. But unfortunately, as far as mitigating long-term drought, we need those spring rains because much of the snow ends up running off into the river systems. Of course, the worst of the drought as of going into the winter was across eastern Nebraska and southern South Dakota into northern Iowa, with the Red River Valley region being in lesser but still significant drought across the region, typically D1 or D2 in most areas. So it will help in the spring for planting 
an initial growth, but we need those spring and summer rains. North Dakota State University Extension Livestock Specialists are warning producers to pay close attention to their animals after the winter weather system came through the upper Midwest. The El Nino Southern Oscillation Index, or ENSO, is forecast to return to neutral later this winter. World Weather Incorporated meteorologist Drew Lerner remains cautious. Yeah, you know, you have to be careful when you're starting to look at the uh, the ENSO models, as we call them, the ENSO standing for El Nino Southern Oscillation. Uh, we do currently have a, still a, a fairly significant La Nina that's playing out, and really that's been the, the primary uh, reason for all the cold that we've seen here in the last couple, last few weeks across western Canada and, and from here westward. And we'll see more of that yet through the balance of this month. But yes, uh, it is beginning to weaken. Lerner expects the current La Nina condition to continue to weaken going through January. As it weakens, that should allow other weather patterns that are prevailing in the background to start having much more influence on our weather. So we could very well get away from some of these classic La Nina influences like the cold. Uh, We may uh, shift the cold farther to the east uh, as we go into the second half of winter. But yet some of that model forecast data that you're referring to uh, did kind of hint at a possibility of El Nino coming up later in 2023. Low water levels on the Mississippi River remain a problem. An update from the American Commercial Barge Line says barge traffic will be affected through December with sustained impacts to navigation not seen since 1988. Barge movement has improved on the lower Mississippi River, but conditions are deteriorating between St. Louis and Cairo, Illinois. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says the moisture will help soil conditions and increase water levels on the Mississippi River. Yeah, something that's helped out by these showers that moved through this week. But, you know, not to say that's not a problem that w- that could persist, unfortunately, here into these early 2023 months, uh, given that we've still got a La Nina in place. It may be uh, lessening in its strength and, and on its way out, finally, after three years in a row. But f- for now... It's still a drier pattern out from the southwest that's going to give us concern. And that's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. For over 130 years, Farmers Mutual of Nebraska has been helping policyholders recover from the unexpected. With more than 1,500 independent agents in communities across the Midwest, experience the advantage of insurance kept local for your auto, farm, and home. Visit fmne.com to contact an agent for a quote today and experience the difference of insurance kept local. Farmers Mutual of Nebraska, always alongside you. This is Sierra Doctor from the Red River Farm Network wishing you and your family peace, health, and prosperity in the new year. The Christmas season is a special time and an opportunity to thank you for being part of the Red River Farm Network audience. We're delivering farm news, market analysis, and weather information to help you in your farming operation. We're proud to be reporting agriculture's business. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from the Red River Farm Network.